0: Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, this is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we are giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king. King Jesus, that is. And I'm telling you, he's got a great plan. We take that, we take that motto or, you know, or that theme, that little saying there from the scriptures, and uh, there were several disciples. They were brought before this council, and the council said, hey, these are the men that are turning the world upside down. And then another place in uh, the book of Acts, it says great grace was upon them. And that's how it's getting done. There is a grace and empowerment. It's, 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 not, our, it's not our natural skills, talents, abilities. It's not our um, ability to communicate. Uh, Paul said, look, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, it is in the demonstration here of this grace and of the spirit that's making these things possible. And so that's our goal, that's our hope, that's our desire that uh, you would catch a vision for that hallelujah listen just listening to me is not turning your world upside down Uh, you're you're gonna have to hear a thing you're gonna have to receive a thing but then you're gonna have to go do it and that the doing friends is what's going to turn your cities upside down and uh, that's our prayer is that you would be motivated enough to get up get going get out there Go, go do, go pray, go communicate, go witness to somebody, go um, uh, work with the Lord and see things changed. Uh, I don't know the details. I don't know the specifics about your particular area, but but you can get those details from the Holy Ghost if you'll pray about it and say, Father, what is uh, what is something that needs to be done here? What is the work that needs to be accomplished in my area, in this area? And how can I get out there and write Wrongs—that's turning the world upside down. People are already living perverted, twisted, deceived lives, and uh, the word of the Lord will come and make it right. Okay, hallelujah! So that's what we want you to do, and I believe you're doing that. Hallelujah! And raise up others to do it too. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's get into this today. So um, I want to talk about something that we've done. I've, I've I've done this probably once or twice a, a year as something the Lord had. had instructed me to do to keep before the people uh because it's a primary function and uh it's a it's a baseline it's, it's a basic it's a foundation i'm going to make sure that our foundation strong especially if we start to build up on it you don't want any cracks or anything in the foundation this is one of those foundational topics or principles and i've always called it hearing checkup a hearing checkup we got to make sure we're hearing you know, faith cometh by hearing for example um and the relationship we have with with the the lord is one of communication and we want to make sure that we are uh positioned and postured properly to have that ongoing communication relationship a check in make sure we're hearing correctly so that our doing um is appropriate all right so let's jump into this today and uh, we'll see where we end up hallelujah it's going to be good So a couple things that I always like to cover whenever we talk about this, when we do it like a hearing checkup, make sure we're hearing correctly, is this lead-in to this of why this is important because things come in revelation. There are things that we don't know, but there are things that we're going to know. And we want to be in the posture to uh, not be, for lack of a better way of saying this, we don't want to be delayed. Uh, We don't want to be late uh, we don't want to miss, um, you know, the moment of revelation. We don't want to um, have our instructions. Um, let me see how to say it. We don't want to get our instructions late. You know what I mean? Like we we don't want to be behind the curve. Uh, we, we don't want to be miles out ahead of God just doing our own thing. And, you know, no, we don't want to do that either. You can be ahead of God and have a, you know, and have a, a, a good heart. You're just, you're running too fast or we don't want to be sloppy, lazy, delayed. Uh we don't want to be dragging behind. Um you know, we want to be right in the middle. We want to be right on time, pressed in checking in with the Lord. And in Mark 4:22 it says this, there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed nor has anything been kept secret but that it should come to light. And for our purposes today, specifically we're going to talk about those things that concern you i'm you know we're not going to uh, right now apply we could but we're not going to apply some of these things to things going on in our nation or in nations or in governments or other things like that this could very well apply to the lord will not allow shenanigans to stay concealed indefinitely all right but we're going to talk about today things that concern you so keep that in mind as we go through this we're talking about you and there are things that concern you remember he said he's perfecting that which concerns you that is uh psalm 138 verse 8 the lord will perfect that which concerns me this has everything to do with god revealing to you you um you know for a moment here let's not worry about anybody else we don't worry anyways but let's not be concerned with anybody else we're talking about you right now and god has things for you he has plans that concern you, and all these things are wrapped up in a mystery. All right, what are Bible mysteries? They're hidden things, but they're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. Bible mysteries, and I'm specifically referring to the things that concern you, they are hidden. Oh, sure, 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 sure. You, you don't know anything about them. Uh, you know some things, you don't know everything. Why? Because they're wrapped up in a mystery. They're hidden in a mystery. Hidden things are protected things, but they're not hidden from you, they're hidden for you. Very important. And they're hidden until the time, the appointed time of their revealing. Revelation, the word itself means that there was a thing pre-existing, but it's been veiled. Revelation means he's going to take off the veil and you will be fully immersed in its reality. You will be confronted uh, many times with the plan that God has for you. So keep keep that in mind. Right now, we're going to talk about you. And we're going to talk about what God has for you. Not about anybody else. Not about the government, the president or whatever. We're going to talk about you. What does God have for you? All right. Nothing hidden, he says, which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that it should not come to light. Again, the secret things are protected things. And right now, you don't, you don't know any of the secrets of God. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. The devil doesn't. Demons don't. Uh, angels don't. Uh, There are certain things even Jesus and the Holy Spirit don't even know. Like uh, the time of his return. Remember that passage of scripture? He says the Father knows. Jesus doesn't even know. There are some things that the Father knows that nobody knows. And uh, there are things that he knows about you that you don't know. There are things he knows about me. I don't have any idea what they are. But yet they're not hidden from me. He's not keeping secrets from me. Come on, somebody. He's keeping secrets for me. And there's a reason why, because like I said, they're protected things. The devil doesn't even know the plans that he has for you. The devil does not know the future. Now, I think I've dealt with this on a podcast before. I mean, maybe not specifically. I don't know if I did a, a podcast specifically on that thought, but it's been included in other thoughts. But the devil doesn't know the future. This is why it's very very important that some people, uh, you, you're kind of obsessed about it Now, That is um, the pressure of the enemy taking you over into compulsion or this um, uh, obsession where you're you're afraid. Um, And so you're you're seeking ways. You're seeking out ways to try and get a handle on the future. Um, Now, let me tell you something. Ecclesiastes says this, that the Lord has given us a desire to know the future. The desire to know the future is not ungodly. But the pressure sometimes that people come under and the links and the avenues and the expense that they go to to try and um, disclose that is what gets them into trouble. And many people are going to fortune tellers, which is laughable. I, 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 I mean, think about this. Work, work with me here. A fortune teller. A fortune teller. Fortune. Fortune. I think it's a play on, uh, play on words here. A future teller or like some sort of medium or, uh, psychic, um, you know, they're going to these people. I mean, of all places, we're right here next to Branson, Missouri, and of all places right in the middle of the town, there's a, there, there's a psychic palm reader right in the middle of Branson. I'm like, what in the world? How, how has that survived there? Anyways, that's, that's a whole another topic. But, but every time I drive by there, I think about all these people that are so, in a quandary over tomorrow and they're going to great lengths now let me give you something here the bible says in in isaiah it says that only i can tell the future referring to the lord the lord says only he knows the future only he can tell you the future the lord is the only one that is right now simultaneously uh inhabiting all of eternity which there is no concept of time there so he's past present and future and uh we know that he's already been into the future. He, he, he has already established your uh, ending. He, he, he has seen the very end of your days, and uh, only he can tell you the future. All that is wrapped up in a mystery in him. It's protected in him. There is no demon in hell that has access to to uh the book of your life i'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but david referred to this book of your life in in the book of psalms where all the days of his life were written out well where where is that you know let's 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 proverbially say that there is a file room in heaven and in one of these file drawers is the file of your life and god's putting all of his notes all all of his thoughts all of his plans uh concerning you in this file well there is no way in the universe there is no possible way for a demon or for satan to sneak in there and to pillage through your file i mean i think people have this idea that god is uh, kind of like willy nilly like like he's sloppy with uh, his intel uh, you know they associate god with all this sloppiness that we're experiencing in our nation you know these leaked emails these whistleblowers you know how this false information fake news uh or or even real information real data is being leaked leaked you know it's like there's moles people are getting paid off listen angels heavenly angels are not getting paid off money to allow a demon to sneak into your file room and rummage through your files they're they're the encryption in the email system of heaven is top notch friends nobody you know uh russia Uh, you know, or China or Germany or Canada, you know, Google, you know, nobody has the uh, technology to uh, break God's encryption codes, right? Like his, his encryption algorithms, like the devil can't break that. He doesn't have the computing power to decode, right? Whatever God encrypts, like nobody is sneaking in, rummaging through the heart and mind of God, nobody has a key. Nobody made a copy of the key to the file room where the information that God has about you is stored. No way is that possible. It, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, it just doesn't happen. All things that the father has that concern you, if it hasn't been revealed yet, if, if he hasn't talked to you about it, if, if you haven't said it out loud, nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows and even if somebody is praying for you they're probably praying for you in the spirit they're they're using a language where they're not cognitive they don't even know what they're praying about and that's encrypted all right your prayer language is protected um so back 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 to the point here that he is keeping these things until the time that he can reveal it to you wait let me go back let me get thank you lord i kind of got off there and i forgot where i kind of took this rabbit trail it's not really a rabbit trail because you need to hear this um if you if you go to a psychic if you go to a fortune or a future teller let me tell you what you're working with you're working with demon spirits uh these people typically typically unless they're just charlatans i mean it's not good either way but you know they're i can't imagine somebody faking having uh communication with evil spirits but hey it's money uh but the, I guess we could say the real, boy, that that that's just hilarious saying it like that. But the reality is that there are people that have been seduced into working with uh, demon spirits. And so we would say this, that these are familiar spirits. These are demon spirits that are familiar with um, the person's life, their history, et cetera. That's why they're called familiar spirits. They're familiar with you. Maybe they've been assigned to your family or to this particular person, maybe these are demon spirits that have been assigned to that particular area and you know they're getting to know what's going on people are moving in and out of different areas these demons are becoming aware of them et cetera, whatever all right um but when you go to these people what happens is because people are driven to kind of know the future uh they want some sort of um grasp they want some sort of control over what may happen they they want some preemptive understanding they're 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 asking for the advantage, really. They're asking for the strategic advantage. Vision is the strategic advantage, but they're 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 going to the wrong place to get it anyway. So they're they're here, and these people are conjuring up spirits. They're they're mediums, right? They're they are communicating. They personally, like the psychic or whoever, they have a re- relationship with demon spirits. I mean, as crazy as that is, and so when somebody comes in there may be familiar spirits that know about this and so they're they're making predictions all these people do is make predictions it is not necessarily the future it's predictions and when you agree with a false prediction if you agree agreement is what opens up wow well let me just say it all right i I, I don't want people to think i'm weird or whatever but when you make an agreement with a demon spirit you in effect you 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 are you are you are opening a access point to the spirit realm that agreement is what creates an access point it's like a contract it's a covenant if you agree with them it 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 opens the doorway for them to have legalities they have access now and now they can manipulate your circumstances to the or toward the desired prediction so people don't realize this maybe you know because deception hello that's what it is it's darkness it's deception it's it's seduction and people are drawn into things and they and they may or may not be aware of what they're doing well that's the whole thing of deception you say well the the, wasn't that mean of those demons to trick those people hello hello that's what they do they trick you and people are just like okay oh okay because of ignorance you know, but uh, or because of agreement, sometimes people don't realize how powerful agreement is, and it works both ways. Listen, if you'll just agree with the Lord, Romans twelve two says you will allow that um, His perfect will, and once His perfect will begins to take place, once the word takes preeminence in your life through a, a agreement, guess what? You're going to start experiencing transformation. Hallelujah. Agreement is so powerful. You know, if you listen to some of these guys that came out of the occult. Uh, every single one of them has a story about agreements or contracts or, or rituals that were like covenant rituals what is that well as crazy it may be as far out there as outlandish as as sick as perverted as these rituals may be it is an act of agreement and this this is what these little it's low it's low level for the most part i mean we're talking about low level devils here but it doesn't matter. They're looking for legal access into your life in order to manipulate you or to adjust or alter your circumstances to a desired end. That only comes through agreement. So you're going to go see a a future teller. They're going to tell you some garbage out of the demon realm. And you're going to sit there and you're going to agree with it. You're going to believe it and you're going to give agreement and it's going to allow a connection now for legally these demons to begin to manipulate your circumstances to that prediction and then and then it just reinforces this belief that this garbage is real but the bible says only the lord knows the future so the only way that you're going to have revelation knowledge is inquiring of the lord now let me say this i'm going to get off this because i I don't it's I, i don't want to give too much time on my podcast to it but you need to know the basics um so uh again uh there is no revelation knowledge of the hidden things that God has in his heart towards everybody listen you didn't get here on the planet without the Lord sending you so the Lord knew you first he knew you first he knew you first listen he knew you first and if you're listening to me right now and you're far from him you know uh he knew you first listen you 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 have been seduced you, you um, uh because of what Adam and Eve did I mean, bless them lord hallelujah (laughs) they have learned the error of their ways now but uh we we were born into slavery born into bondage but listen we came from him we came from him he knew us first and the enemy is trying to keep that uh from us he's trying to keep us enslaved in bondage in darkness but listen he's calling you back he the the, he, he he wants to redeem you so so don't be so upset at the lord listen level your frustrations where they're supposed to be. And that's, and that's at the realm or the operation that has seduced you, lied to you, tricked you, deceived you, and sold you into slavery. All right. Um, but they don't know the future. And some people are so consistent that the enemy can read them and they can make predictions 10 years in advance that are pretty accurate. Okay. These are predictions predictions. There are mechanisms, algorithms, mathematics, okay, that help people. Like I'm talking about even in the in, in the industry, in the natural world, in the economy, in the housing market, there are um, mathematical equations. Zillow, are you familiar with the uh, real estate site? Zillow? Guess what? They use mathematical equations to buy and sell properties. It, it, there, there's nobody sitting there arbitrarily trying to f- figure out what this home's worth and how much it's and so forth. They put in uh, equations and it makes predictions. It, it doesn't know the future, but it's just, it's calculate crunching numbers in the hopes of that the starting basis of the data remains somewhat consistent. Therefore the calculations or the, or the predictions come true. Nobody is adjusting or altering the future in that sense. And this is what I'm talking about is some people are so consistent in their lifestyles that uh, it's very easy for the demonic realm to make predictions about you. And so, you you know, you're going to go to these psychics or these future tellers and they're just going to read you like a book. Here's what they've done for the last 10 years. We're going to bet that they're going to stay consistent for the next five. And then people go, oh, how'd you know that? How'd you know that? Yeah. 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 That's how how they, they knew that. They've just been watching you. For a while, there's the first big, big brother people right there. Hallelujah! Demons have been watching you. They know what you do. All right, so you can come out of that, right? You can come out of that. You can come out of that and uh, start living by the Spirit. Hallelujah! And when you live live by the Spirit, the Bible says that um, you know uh, you can't tell where it comes from. You can't tell where it's going. Again, that's the advantage as well. Uh, you break out of this 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 lifestyle that is in such bondage and you begin to move at the in the spirit at the rate at the of 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 the spirit in the light of the spirit and i'm telling you the darkness doesn't know where you come from the darkness doesn't know where you're going they can just tell that that you've been there that's the way to live friends hallelujah all right so the lord knows things about you and he's keeping them secret until the time that they can be revealed these are future things. Um, and they may be present things. You know, I don't want to put this all this in the future, but he's leading us. And so if, if uh, your very next step would place this conversation into having knowledge of the future, um, because you haven't taken that step yet, that step is still to come. And so a lot of our life is dependent upon the knowledge God has of a time we haven't lived this is why we want to be very keen in our hearing, because that hearing of his leading, I'm telling you, when he begins to reveal something to you, friends, and this is the battle, um, because right now we, are, um, we have to be uh, connected to an overlord. I don't know if that's the best way of saying that. Lord, help me if that's the wrong way of saying that. But um, you're either going to serve the Lord or you're going to be led around by your slave master. Right, you, you're, you're either going to experience freedom and now learn of him, be taught of Jesus, or you're going to stay in bondage and be led around by these prisoners, these demonic uh, uh, prison guards, basically. You're going to be a prisoner in darkness, be told what to do by them, be led around, be manipulated, your circumstances manipulated by them, or you're going to come into the light, and, and then the Lord's going to begin to reveal to you what he's written down in his book. So the battle is about over What what is the next steps? What is the next thing I'm to do? where am I to go? What am I to say? How do I please you? The battle is knowing what what concerns me that is hidden from me right now. Hallelujah. And you're, you're either going to lean in, press into the Lord, or you're going to go over here and try and get your steps ordered. Um, but I'm telling you, friends, the Lord wants to give you the advantage and that it's pure, it's just, it's from above, it's peaceable, that kind of wisdom. And you want to press in to that. Um, Again, God is not in the business of keeping things from you, but he is specific about keeping things protected. Again, mystery is not about withholding. Bible mysteries are not about lack or shortage, if you want to look at it in that phrasing. But mystery is about, or more about protection. It's about purpose. Mystery is about planning. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with a good mystery. Um, A heavenly mystery. Hallelujah. Uh, John 16, 13, talking about the Holy Spirit here. And he says that Jesus said, I'm going to give you a helper. Uh, It's better that I go because the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to reside on the inside of you. Uh, And he said this, he's going to guide you, guide. He's going to lead you. Again, listen, friends, let's uh, let's not make this weird, but everybody's wanting some understanding. They're wanting some understanding. Preemptive revelation that will help order or guide or alter or adjust or lead their steps in the right way where things will be good. Things will go well. Okay. Nothing wrong with things wanting to go well. Remember uh, he told Joshua, meditate on my word and then you'll find success and things will go well with you. Listen, nothing wrong with that at all. Everybody's after that. What is the thing that I can do? What are the next steps that I can take where things will go well with me? Well, listen, the Lord's saying, I'm going to give you that. I'm covenanted to to do that with you. And it was never weird. Uh, It was never new age. It was God. It was how he did stuff. The devil perverted it. The devil's uh, developed and structured lies against that operation, although that's exactly what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to get you to follow him, to lead him. He wants to be the one that will get the praise and the glory and the honor Oh, thank you. You you helped me. You ha- oh, you ordered my steps. Oh oh, I couldn't have done it without you. You gave me insight and understanding. Oh, you helped me trade inside. Yeah yeah yeah, insider trade. Oh yeah, it made me rich. The devil's wanting all that applause. He's wanting all that. No no no, we say you're stupid. He he he's perverted. Just the way God, uh, uh, you know, this is the way God is, and the devil's tried to pervert that or or, or get in on that. This is what the Lord wants to do. He wants to reveal to you. He's he's got this. I mean, expanse. I mean, it's it, it's it fills eternity, and he had you in mind. And he and like a good shepherd. This is the metaphor of the shepherd. Like a good shepherd, he's leading you. He says, "Follow me this way. Look at what I've created for you. Here's what I've thought about you. Here I have a plan, and you are in the plan. I I have." of thoughts. I have a future for you. I've already been into the future and I've already thought it out. I, I mean, it's hard to fathom. I mean, whoa, can you imagine? For ever. I mean, what does even forever mean? But if uh, eons upon eons, ages upon ages, he's got this unfolding plan and it concerns you. And so that is how he is. Like, It is not weird that we would inquire of the Lord in order for our steps to be ordered or ordained or structured. His word is the light unto our path, like he illuminates the next steps. That's what the devil has tried to pervert and twist in order to keep you in bondage or seduce you, deceive you into staying enslaved to him. We don't want his, we want the Lord's. So he said I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's coming. And he's going to dwell in you. And he's going to fill all and all of you. And he's going to guide you into all truth. Now there's a couple different angles that we can look at this passage in John chapter 16. There's the macro view and then there's the micro the individual view. About the Holy Spirit is very personal. So there may be things contextually John 16 we're referring to like that would concern maybe um um you know through revelations say like the story god's plan for the body of Christ the bride of Christ how all that fits together what he's doing with the nations etc that's the that's the 30,000 of unit and it certainly applies there but then on the personal on the micro uh perspective the holy spirit's helping you in individually if you were the only person on the face of the planet this would still be true that the Holy Spirit is a gift to you to guide you into all truth because he's the revealer of the word. And he goes on to say, Jesus said, Holy Spirit, he he doesn't speak on his own authority um, because he is taking what has been hidden in the Father. And then the Father has given things to Jesus and Holy Spirit's taking whatever belongs to Jesus and revealing it. Jesus is the head of the body. So you can see how important this role of Holy Spirit is revealing uh, to the body what our place in Christ is. But he said, he'll tell you things to come. Verse 14, Jesus said, this glorifies me. Oh man, I I mean, if you can imagine Holy Spirit revealing to you, you, things that concern you, talking to you about things maybe tomorrow or next week or next year that we would check in with Holy Spirit and say, what do you have for me? What do I need to prepare for? What do I need to plan for? What needs to be adjusted? What um, you know, how do I make uh adjustments to that will set me up for what's coming next, the next season, right? Or the next promotion, or the faith of faith. How do I operate in the latest faith? Or the or from glory to glory, he's he's preparing us to operate in the latest glory because that's what's required or grace upon grace. The latest grace is what's required. And he's constantly uh drawing us, leading us, pointing the way, uh, saying, do this, do that. He's ordering our steps. He's leading us into uh, places for of refreshment, of nourishment. You understand that? That's, that's, that's Holy Spirit's job, and it's just continual. Oh, praise God for it. It's continual. And uh, so he says this, that this glorifies me, for he, Holy Spirit, will take what is mine, and he'll declare it or reveal it or disclose it to you if it was closed meaning it was wrapped up in a mystery holy spirit will disclose it, it means he'll he he will open it up to you he will reveal it to you again this brings glory to jesus he's glorified he's thrilled when holy spirit talks to you about the things that jesus uh, has been given stewardship over as it concerns you like your mandate your calling your assignment things about your family uh, he you know we're, we're talking about dreams and visions. Uh, you've got your hands on certain things like many of you are in the business world. Listen, there's dreams, visions, there's inventions, witty inventions, there's creative ideas. There are money generating ideas, uh, kingdom funding ideas that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about. These are things that have been wrapped up uh, given into Christ's stewardship. Holy Spirit wants to reveal these things talk to you about these things. If you'll inquire, listen, there is an invention, uh, that is literally going to impact the future. It hasn't even been created yet. You haven't even seen it yet. It's already in the book. It's already in, it's already been worked out. It just, now it needs to be revealed to you and then you honor it. So, and then begin to move on it. Listen, uh, there's a, uh, gentleman that I'm, aware of. He's, he's a born again believer, loves the Lord. Well, the, the Lord gave him this idea. It's a very simple tool. Um, it, it's, it's just made out of plastic, but anyways, but the Lord gave him the idea for that. He followed through on it. He made one, um, talked to some other people, got it patented, uh, did, did this and this got some samples. Anyways, he wound up on QVC and this guy sold millions, millions Millions of dollars worth of the of these little uh, tools. And I'm telling you, he's a born again believer, loves the Lord, and he is giving big time to the kingdom work, to kingdom advancement. That's what I'm talking about here. Uh, God wants to show you these things. It it gives Him glory when there are things that concern you that uh, you would allow or inquire of Holy Spirit to begin to reveal to you, listen, this will give you the advantage. This gives the kingdom the advantage. And so we're doing a hearing checkup. Why? Because are we in the posture to where we can receive these things? Let's let's jump straight straight to that thought there. And uh, um, we'll finish out our podcast kind of shifting gears slight, slightly here. Um, so we want to uh, be in the posture where we're hearing. Now, uh, a couple of things here. Number one, we need to slow down a little bit. Um, some some people, yeah, uh, you know, they're just rushing through into nothingness. Um, they're going 100 miles an hour uh, to nowhere, and so some sometimes just busyness does not mean that we are actually fulfilling anything. So we need to slow down a little bit here. We're going to jump in into the story of Mary and Martha, and I call this for whatever reason the Martha syndrome, but a lot of us can find ourselves here. And in Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 40 it says, Martha was distracted with much serving. That's the new King James. I added in there just for my own sake and clarity, uh, the word too. T O O. Martha was distracted with too much serving. Sir, serving's good. Serving's good. Um, and, you know, being faithful, being loyal, being consistent. These are care. These are qualities. They're positive qualities but anybody can be tempted to get drawn into just totally pouring yourself into doing um, and less hearing. You know, you just, you know, you, you, you kind of have, you know, an, an instruction from 15 years ago. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but, but like, like Martha, you, you, you can over serve a season. Um, you can miss a rest area uh you can pass by um your check-in point and some people are caught in a loop it's a good thing they're doing but you may be way past your season um you you are serving in old orders uh let me see how to say it you're doing a good thing but they're antiquated instructions um you haven't checked in you 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 don't have fresh Instructions from the Lord. Things may have changed. You may have accomplished your assignment. There are, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, there are people that are still in an assignment from yesteryear that they're no longer assigned to. Like they missed checking in with Jesus, and they didn't even realize that they did such a good job in the last season that He promoted them on to something else. But they, but they didn't stop to check in, and so they have no idea that they that they're still doing something they're not even supposed to be doing. And I, I don't know if I'm articulating that as clearly, but I think you're getting the point here, is we need to factor in something that Martha missed. So she was distracted with too much serving. I mean, wow, praise God for all, the, all these people who are serving. And that's what that's what we do. But man, notice what else was going on here. Jesus said to her, you're worried and troubled about many things. Oh, oh, Jesus. Let me back up here to verse 40. So she was distracted with too much serving. Easily done, especially for those who view being still and waiting on the Lord and prayer as wasteful rather than investment. Listen, um, if you don't prioritize those pit stops, if, if you think the pit stop is actually is actually hindering the advantage you have to win. You know, I'm kind of I just doing a a NASCAR analogy there or any kind of race where pit stops are actually calculated and pit stops are strategic. I mean, it looks like you're going to lose the advantage because you're coming off of the track. But really that pit stop when done strategically, those pit stops are actually going to give you the advantage. These are calculated here and we need to recognize calculated pit stops are not lost time. If 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 we see the pit stop, if we see being still and waiting on the Lord, or if we view prayer as wasted time, I'm telling you, that's going to hurt us. You've got to adjust your perspective and say, no, 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 these aren't wasted times. This is invested time. This pit stop is actually investing in my win. The pit stop it's calculated. It's strategic. It's actually helping me. It's strengthen. It's strengthening me. My trajectory to finish. It's not wasted time. And various things there um, that we could uh, go into, but we're not. But you know, when we take these pit stops, you need to check up on your consumable items, right? Belts, brakes, you know, bearings, different things that are critical. Critical components, although. They're consumable components, but they're critical. You don't want a belt going out while you're doing 120 miles miles an hour, right? You want your brakes to hold, you need tires, tread, right? All right, so that's a whole nother message, but you know, I kind of give you something there to consider the analogy. Um, now, Luke 10, 42, Jesus said, you're worried and troubled about many things. Listen, a byproduct of too much doing, a byproduct of too much doing or overdoing or overshooting an assignment or a season and not enough checking in and updating yourself with Jesus. Worries and troubles are a byproduct of overdoing too much doing or overshooting an assignment or a season. Again, I think people don't realize that you, that you can do that. Uh, you're very faithful. You're very loyal I'm thinking of a situation now where the word of the Lord came, came to this person three times from three different people. And it was about uh, them needing to make an adjustment. And um, it actually had to do with leaving a particular ministry and kind of stepping out and pioneering for them, uh, but stepping out into some other ministry, but their consistency and their loyalty. I, you know, I mean, you you at the same time, you 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 honor and you praise these qualities as absolutely phenomenal, fantastic, like necessary. But they lean so much on their consistency and loyalty that they miss the word of the Lord. And uh, it, it 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 got a little bit difficult because the grace lifted off of them because they'd overshot a season. The word of the Lord came to bring them into a new season. There was a new mantling for the new season, but they were so, I mean, it sounds so contradictory, but they were so loyal to their previous instructions and didn't even check in with the Lord. And here was the Lord trying to, you know, hey, like, what are you doing? You, You have overshot your assignment here. You have overshot your season. Like you've overshot your finish line from your last season. And you're, you're, you're just out into, uh, where are you? You're not even on the racetrack anymore. Still doing uh, the great patterns, the great um, consistency. Uh, they were extremely highly skilled, developed in what the Lord had called them to do. But they came to the end of that season and they didn't check in, and they overshot it. And listen, and when the grace lifts off of you, um, here's a pro uh, pro tip: Hallelujah. Um, one thing you need to be very keenly aware of: if all of a sudden your attitude, you're frustrated, you're worried, you're troubled. Notice what Martha said; she even questioned whether or not Jesus loved her. Listen, that's that's not where that questioning stops. You'll 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 start questioning your if your family loves you, do your friends love you? Does your pastor not love you anymore? Like you start off putting on everybody else the frustration and the uncomfortableness that is the result of the grace lifting off of you for a particular season. And and the and you start entertaining, well it's cuz the grace is lifted. Listen, your pastor hasn't changed. Your, your friends haven't changed, and they'll still be your friends, but the dynamic is adjusting, but but they haven't changed. You know, and they're all worried or not worried, but they're all wondering why you're all ticked off and mad and getting in the stripe because the grace is lifted off of you. And it's because you overshot a season. This is exactly what happened, Martha here. what she was doing wasn't wrong. I mean, she was probably really skilled, talented grace to be hospitable, et cetera. You know, cook to arrange things. Maybe she, man, could put together this amazing environment, beautiful decorations. You know, maybe it was a skill of hers. It was a gift that she could host. You know, put on these presentations and just just love on people, and it and and it created like this environment, like a like a peaceful environment that just ministered to all the people there. I am so thankful for people that are good at that kind of stuff. But listen, Jesus was in the house and she was over here doing something, the The thought here was Jesus was right here. The word was in the room. I mean, was in the house, was on the property, but she didn't even inquire of him. She's over here just doing you know, what she's always done and missed her check-in. This is the thing. Jesus brings this up. All right, now you don't have to apply this to your situation, but don't get frustrated at everybody. In fact, that should be a clue to you you know what? I need to check in right now. Why is everybody ticking me off? Why am I so questioning the love of the Lord? It's because, listen, you've oversh- you've overshot your, your check in. Um, you 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 have missed uh, getting uh, down at his feet, and this is what happens here. Um. So Jesus says, "Look, one thing is needed. One thing is needed." And in verse 39, he says, Mary, or it says it's Mary who sat and heard. Now, listen, this is for people that you are, um, you're in a couple of different things here. Number one, you've not experienced this yet. So you've not overshot a season. So I'm telling you, um, counseling you that you're going to come up on a time at some point here where you're going to have to check in. Like That's important. And I don't know if you do it maybe on some sort of schedule, like a a, a preventative maintenance schedule. Uh, All right. Uh, You know, I check the oil in my car uh, before there's concern that there may not be any oil in it. We just check it, um, check it at regular intervals. Um, We check it even before we do an oil change. You understand? So, but some people, though, those kind of preventative concepts are just, they, you know, maybe they don't even think about it, so I'm telling you now. So, if you're in a good season, uh, man, if everything's going amazing for you, great, awesome. That's the way it should be. But you're going to have to schedule a, a pit stop, up, 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 up here, and just check in with the Lord. What needs to be adjusted? You know, is there something? Is there wear and tear on the critical components of my ministry? Things that I need that I need to check on: belts, brakes, you know, tires, um, fluids, et cetera. Yeah, if you want to use like a race car as an analogy, say, all right, so that's coming. But then, if you're frustrated, you know, if, if 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 you seem like overwhelmed, you're questioning your pastor's love, your friends, you're you're questioning, you know, you're worried that maybe people are talking about you. Listen, no nobody's probably talking about you except for wondering why are you acting so weird? Why are you so touchy? You know, why why are you so you know off putting suddenly suddenly suddenly? Well, it could be. The grace is lifted for your assignment and you need to check in. There's an adjustment that needs to be made. Um, you need to celebrate and receive your promotion maybe for being faithful in your last season. Um, it could be minor adjustments. It could be major. Um, but you need to check in. And this is what Jesus is saying. Listen, Mary chose the thing that will not be taken from her you cannot serve your worries and trouble away. Listen, I know you're loyal. I know you're faithful. Praise God for it. Those are amazing qualities. We're not diminishing that. We want to champion those things, but you can't serve um, your way out of these things. You have to stop. You've got to sit down at the feet of Jesus and you have to check in. Listen, Jesus, you know, in this scenario here, say for like Martha, Jesus was probably going to say, hey, look, Martha, wow, man, amazing job. Like, you are, you are good at this, and I need this. And Jesus could have, and I'm making this up, but, you know, for sake of scenario here, he could have even been like, man, I really need this, and this is going to be a, a, just a critical part of the ministry. I love coming here because this, what you do and how you do it and how you arrange this place, it ministers to me so. Um, but if, you're, if But if you're in a place where you are worried and troubled, continuing on even in the very thing that Jesus needs um, doesn't help him and so he said to Mary listen or excuse me Martha he said one thing's needed here and you need to take the example from Mary who got down at my feet in a posture of stillness and got in a posture where inclined her ear what is the word saying what is Jesus going to tell me Today, Look at Isaiah 40, 29 and uh, through 31. This is phenomenal. It says, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he'll increase their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. This is, this is key here. Um, I usually don't bring in these couple verses. We usually look at verse uh, 31 because it's phenomenal. It says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. But listen, this is not for just old folk here there are young people. Okay. And that's relative. All right. You know, I don't know what you are. You're a Gen Zer? Um, it, but sometimes younger people think, Hey, look, I'm strong. I have stamina. Uh, I can do this, man. I can just push through. I can push through. i can push through what, no, 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 no. You cannot push through, uh, when stillness or quietness or waiting on the Lord is the answer. You don't push through that. He says here that even the youth shall faint and be weary. What does that mean? Even young people have to schedule in times where they're going to wait on the Lord. Times where you get still and quiet pit stops, where you come off the field, where you come off uh, the racetrack, where you come out of the game and you take these strategic times where you're going to check in, you're going to hear. Listen, you have to hear the voice of the Lord. There is no remedy. Uh, faith cometh by hearing you you don't press through you you're not conjuring up faith there's something supernatural that happens when you get into a quiet place and you simply hear him talk you just need to hear him like even if it's just a random conversation just sitting at Jesus's feet sitting at the feet of of the word getting into the written Bible but also i'm I'm talking about not just ink on paper i'm I'm talking about you allow yourself to fellowship with him you actually say holy spirit what do you want to say to me you say jesus what do you have for me today what do you want to say to me i just need to hear your voice there is no substitute for the voice of jesus you can't go to a seminar you can't watch the chosen even ultimately <laughs> i really enjoyed the, i really enjoyed the chosen i'm telling you the lord's been speaking to me through it but what i'm what i'm saying is uh, entertainment isn't going to do it. Just some good book, you know. People say, "Man, I just need to take a a break and go read a book," or "I just need to take a break and go walk on the beach," or "Oh, oh yeah, oh, okay." But but ultimately, that is no substitute for literally looking unto Him and hearing His voice and whatever He says. There just there's something in it. There's something in it. It's 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 a spirit of might uh it it's 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 a it's a life energy i don't i don't know how to say it um but when when you hear him that is the answer it says mary who sat and heard heard what jesus she fellowshiped she was just taking him in hallelujah again there is no substitute and it says this even the youth shall faint and grow weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. What's the remedy to that? You're not going to serve your way through that. Praise God that you're consistent. Thank you for your, f- your loyalty and your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. But even like our staff here, our pastoral leadership, anybody who works in any kind of spiritual place, listen, I get it. You're faithful. Um, but if if you don't get refreshed, okay, Uh, If you don't get um, encouraged by him, again, you can't just take some chintzy vacation, uh, sit in a chair, drink sweet tea, stare at a TV, and think you're going to get refreshed. That's not how refreshing comes. It only comes, now I'm talking about the spiritual matters. It may do some good to your physical body that, that you're reclining and you're relaxing. There's physical things that can happen that you can rejuvenate. I'm talking about spiritually, if you've come to that place where you're depleted spiritually, there is no substitute except him. He's the bread of life. like he, he, he he's the bread and the wine. like like he, he's the liquid and the substance like that you are not going to get rejuvenated except for you hear him. you fellowship with him, you feast on him, you got to look at him, you got to listen to him. And so if you're in this place, you're not going to serve through that. Now, I get it. You're faithful. You're loyal. Man, that is awesome. But if you're here, but you're like Martha, listen, that is 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 diminishing uh, your place. And you're frustrated and you're upset and you're mad and you get in the strife easy. That's no good. That's no good. You're here, but man. So what he's saying is, Mary, the, the, the only remedy, the one thing, there's only one thing. Only one thing. Not two things. There's not four things. There's only one thing. And Jesus said, Martha has chosen it. You need to observe her and do what she did. And he's saying here, those that wait on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord. You don't wait on the Lord by watching Downton Abbey. You don't wait on the Lord by gorging yourself uh, stress eating. You don't wait on the Lord uh, getting into other things that, may make the flesh feel good but they could be getting you in trouble spiritually that's not how you wait on the lord you wait on the lord by getting down at his feet and you look unto him and there are no other distractions like he's got to be full like he's the only thing like he's filling up your eye gate he's filling up your ear gate and literally as the bread of life he says feast on me There there is no other room for anything else. I'm telling you, friends, this is the beginning here where your spirit man is going to be strengthened and you'll be able to breathe. And worries and troubles fade like they dissipate. They dissolve. And... You find out that you're loved. See, that was one of the things that Martha, too much serving. And listen, you're, and your pastor's telling you this, all that your friends are telling you that they love you. Listen, that's not what does it. Now, you question it. That's a strategy of the devil. Though. That's stupid. But what you need is to be reminded that he loves you. Yeah, your pastor loves you. Your friends love you. Every, everybody loves you. Every, everybody loves you. They're probably wondering why you're jerk right right now, but, every, but everybody loves you. But you're questioning Jesus' love. And instead of getting at his feet, you're going to blame someone else that, you know, they didn't write you some elaborate love letter in your, you know, moment of despair. Forget that. They aren't the remedy. The only way you're going to recover from this kind of weariness, the only way you'll recover from this kind of loss of strength or diminishment state of, you know, you're in a kind of a state of dis diminishment here your spirit man needs to be rejuvenated needs to be refilled the only way to do that is to wait on him and he says that uh he'll he'll renew your strength that's his that's his promise and you'll mount up with wings like eagles you'll get up and you'll run again highly you'll get back on track and i'm telling you that strategic pit stop man oh i'm telling you that calculated time Hopefully you're calculating, you're planning these in before you realize you just ran the tire off. You just ran the tread off your tires. Are you are you hearing what I'm saying, friend? Listen, if if you have a blowout going 200 miles an hour because you you discounted getting your tires changed at the strategic calculated pit stop, well, that's on you, friend. Right? Like that's that's stupid. Is as stupid does. That's win stupid prizes for playing stupid games. You can't run the tread off your tires and think that you're going to make it through that crash. It's a calculated pit stop where you get before him and you say, father, what do you have? Oh Lord Jesus. What am I doing? What needs to change? Uh, have I finished? Um, what do you want me to do? Uh, Do I need to adjust anything? Tell me what's next. What do I need to begin to prepare for? Oh, just father or, you know, uh, you know, that's always usually a part of that conversation in my experience. But um, maybe it's just a pit stop where you say, Oh, Jesus, <laughs> just tell me you love me. <laughs> Jesus, tell me you love me. You know, something we do with our children, like our even the children here at, at the ministry, one of the first things that as we begin to train them in how to hear the voice of the Lord, we have them ask this question, we say, ask Jesus, we say, ask Jesus this, close your eyes, just focus in on your spirit here. You say, Jesus, how much do you love me? Oh, I'm telling you, I've heard some of the most phenomenal responses from these little children as they asked Jesus to tell them. In effect, they're saying, Jesus, tell me how much you you love me. I'm telling you, it thrills them. You know, he said, do let the little children come unto me. And I'm telling you, some of the some of their responses have been absolutely phenomenal you and i maybe need to revisit that and uh maybe we need to make a calculated pit stop just to say jesus just tell me again how much you love me hallelujah jesus i just needed to pull over here for just a minute i just needed to get down at your feet because i just need you to tell me again how much do you love me oh i'm telling you, friends he never passes up an opportunity to love on you. Sometimes we pass up our moments, our strategic moments, to have him love on us. But I'm telling you, he never misses it. I'm telling you, he's, he's waiting. And when you hear that, something just, just e- even now, even I just sense just a peace, man. God loves us. Hallelujah. He loves you, friend. But you know what? I can tell you that. <clears throat> and, it, and it might do a little bit for you, but <clears throat> it won't do near. Um, it, it, it won't have near the same effect unless you hear it from himself. Hallelujah. So this has been our hearing checkup today. I think I'm going to close the podcast right there. And I just want to encourage you, friend. Take a pit stop. Hallelujah. Get before him. Check in on your hearing. Are you hearing him? Have you heard him in a while? He wants to talk to you. He wants to tell you how much he loves you. Oh, hallelujah. <clears throat> Man, I just. Well, I think th- i think I'm done. Man, I am undone. you <laughs> just talking about that. Oh, just thrills me to know that he loves me. Hallelujah. Well, friends, we love you. And we, uh, we believe in you. Hallelujah. Jesus believes in you. Whew. Boy, I think I'm, I'm. I think I just got love struck. Hallelujah. I don't even know what to say. Uh, let's see here. Let's do the close. Okay. Well, um, if we can pray for you, it would be our honor to do so. Uh, several ways that, uh, you can get prayer requests to us. That that's our part. Like, I mean, we, uh, we have the ministry of the word here and that's part of our partnership to you. And then, uh, we'd love to pray for you. We have a prayer per team. We, um, send our prayer prayer request to and they pray over them hallelujah we got people praying for you uh if that would be of interest or a benefit to you then uh you can send us an email hello at TV or call us 870-741-9099 leave a message we'll get right back with you i want to say thank you to those who uh, have committed to pray for us i'm telling you it has made tremendous power available oh thank you jesus for the prayers that's my first request right there would you Commit to pray for us, and then you know if 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 you want to, uh, there's a little bit of a cost associated with the podcast. If if you want to be a part of helping us uh, keep the podcast going and expanding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, several ways that you could participate with that on a financial level. You can uh, email, or can you email? No, I'm sorry. You can go to the website. Hallelujah! I'm drunk right now. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, go to the website gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give, or if you're in the United States, you can text to give uh 84321. That's 84321, follow the prompts. Or you can mail a check, P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. And I just thank you in advance for anything that the Lord puts on your heart to do. Hallelujah, friends. It's getting all over the world. It's getting into the nations. The Lord said our ministry would touch every nation on the face of the planet. Hallelujah. And I think one way he can do that is through the podcast. All right. We're going to let you go. Love you. And until next time, my friends, be blessed.